Hello, everyone. The Flames snapped their losing streaks against the San Jose Sharks, and this was one heck of a way to kick off their four-game road trip ahead of the Christmas break. Let's run down the milestones and meaning of this win, as well as some spicy Daryl Sutter takes from one of the brilliant minds here in the Sea of Red on today's episode of Locked on Flames. Your Locked On Flames, your daily podcast on the Calgary Flames. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Locked On Flames. As always, I'm your host, Jess Belmosto, and thank you so much for kicking off this week with me here as we dive into this four-game road trip that the Flames are just sailing through so far. (laughs) You know, one win is one win, but we'll take it. But they do pick up two points against a Pacific Division rival, and you just have to keep the momentum going, and we will see how that goes. And before we jump into that, please remember to subscribe to Lockdown Flames wherever you get your podcasts, and of course, on YouTube as well. There was something in the air last night, and I think it has to do with milestones because because there were quite a few milestones last night, and it was a monumental night for the Flames in terms of actually winning a game for once. It was Markstrom's 400th game, and he is only the 122nd goalie in NHL history to reach 400 games. And when you think about it, that really isn't that many considering you know how long the NHL has been around and how many teams there are and how many goalies teams go through so just something to note and congratulations to Jonathan Huberdeau as well who played his 700th career game and our opponent Eric Carlson had his 700th career assist and 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 let's wrap it up with a little bit of happiness here Milan Lucic scored for the first time in nearly 100 games, which is monumental in itself. I would say build a statue, but again, this isn't the first time he has gone on quite the streak like that. It was a few years ago when he was traded from Edmonton to the Flames, uh, when he ended up having like an 80-something game scoreless drought and that's not good so maybe it's just Lucic getting older but and this happened quite literally right after Daryl Sutter double shifted him for the second time in two games so I don't know I'm he's at least he's out there doing something other than cardio right because he needs to be doing something and you know the sun is like slowly starting to peek out behind the clouds like you know, Tyler Toffoli opened the scoring, and I was like, oh, this this is good, but can the Flames hold this lead? And then and then Lucic scored, and I was like, oh, okay, we're 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 still doing this. It's a, it's a, it's all good, it's all good. And Elias Lindholm had two goals, as well as uh Dylan Dubé potting one. And I just have to say that the offense finding themselves is great. I appreciate it, and I think the rest of the fan base does, even though it isn't, like, the perfect game. 
the Flames were still able to win <laughs> and get two points. And, you know, these points matter. And we talked about it last week when, you know, you can't lose or sorry, you can't win the cup in December, but you can certainly lose it. And it's, it's true. You need to snag all the points you can. And later on in the episode, we are going to talk about how the rest of December is against Pacific Division teams and why these 12 points on the board are crucial. But last night, both of the Sharks' goal came on the power play, which came on their power play, which was, um, of course, detrimental to the Flames' penalty kill. And it speaks volumes to Chris Tano's presence on the penalty kill and uh, just kind of what what sort of player you need to have out there for your penalty kill. And Chris Tanev, I hope you're doing well, but please come back when you're healthy. And I hope that is very soon because, boy, the penalty kill is simply just falling, falling apart without you. And, of course, the Flames did whatever it took to squeeze out a win against the Sharks and it's nothing to be overly excited about, but at the same time, like, don't just say like, oh, they beat a, they beat a sucky team because last year they couldn't get by this sucky team and they were one of the best teams in the league. So look at this from a positive standpoint in terms of, hey, maybe things are turning around because we're, we're able to beat a team we couldn't beat last year. So just just some some insight there from uh yours truly and coming up next we are going to be talking about um a thread from Mike Gould and some absolutely fire takes in terms of Daryl Sutter's coaching ability and why isn't he under further scrutiny um when the play the style of play that the Flames are doing right now is kind of what got Jeff Ward fired. But before we do that, I do want to remind you all that today's episode is brought to you by our friends at AG1. Athletic Greens is something that I enjoy because I have really wanted to increase my level of health through the winter and fall, and I was really tired of taking a handful of vitamins. I didn't like multivitamins, but I did enjoy the way that Athletic Greens AG1 tastes in my water. AG1 is a just simple one scoop of uh, 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced probiotics and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. So all the important things, and all you have to do is take one scoop of the powder, put it in your water, and you are set for the day. And it costs less than $3 a day, which means you are investing in your health. And it's about half the price of your cold brew. And it's cheaper than getting all of the different supplements yourself and just kind of trying to figure it out that way. And Athletic Greens has over... 7,000 five-star Just We donate to organizations helping to get nutritious food to kids, including No Kid Hungry here in the U.S. 
Right now, it is time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with the convenient daily nutrition. It is just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Again, that is athleticgreens.com forward slash NHL network to take ownership of your health. And thank you all so much for tuning into Locked on Flames. As always, you can find the show wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, Twitter. Uh, Twitter. No. Nope. Audible. Apple, Spotify, wherever, and just make sure you drop in a nice little review. So, December 18th, which was last night, Mike Gould dropped a heater of a thread that I think just deserves some some more attention. You know, it got two retweets, two likes, or no, sorry, two retweets, two quote retweets, 144 likes, but... We, we need to talk about it more. He starts it off by saying, gonna say it, I think Daryl Sutter would be under a lot more scrutiny in Calgary if his name was anything but Daryl Sutter. There are so many similarities between this team and the 2021 Flames that got Jeff Ward fired halfway through the year. And I have been waiting for someone to say that because <laughs> there has been, a, I have seen, Far too many similarities that I did not want to point out because I know how people love Daryl Sutter and I don't want to step on the toes of one of the greatest coaches of all times and also get the fan base kind of riled up. I don't think that that's my place, but this thread goes on to say he's been unable to find a single line combination that consistently works all year from this group when you make 150 million dollar investment into a group of players that's a pretty significant endorsement of your on-ice talent but those players have no confidence right now am i saying fire sutter tomorrow no but i think there has to be a statue of limitations on just going back to the blind two cups defense over and over that was a long time ago this flames team is massively underachieving and i I think the coach deserves some blame. And no, I definitely think so because you you do have to look at the players and realize like, okay, like they can only give so much, right? They can only play to their ability and they can only do what they're like work with what they're given and that is something that I criticized Jeff Ward for over and over again and Milan Lucic like threw his teammates under the bus and said this isn't a coaching issue but rather a uh, a player's issue and I don't think it is because you look at the names in this lineup and it's just simply not that (laughs) you know we talked about it when Jeff Ward was here and how Gaudreau, Kachuk, Markstrom were playing the way that they were playing. And then, you know, you have a coach come in and they're able to, you know, shake up the system a little bit and get things going. But let's continue with this thread. Has anyone else registered that Sutter constantly talks in his press conference 
about how last year's team was totally different and it's read as, you know, more talented compared to this year's or how he's always saying other guys on other teams would make great captains when he hasn't named one here. It's really odd. And you can tell very clearly just by watching this group play that they play a style of hockey that doesn't naturally align with his coaching tendencies. I'm worried about the fit and I'm also a little bit worried about the team tuning out the coach. Not for a second do I believe Jonathan Huberto has turned into a 40-point player overnight. Um, Yeah, no, this is a fantastic thread because it touches on all the things that, you know, that matter. Because you aren't getting consistent offense from any of the lines. You're seeing line changes when Dylan Dubé is playing on – Uh, the top line which is just not something that you should see in this organization when you have the top tier talent that you do Nazem Kadri I feel like has been underutilized personally that's again that is just me I don't think that he has I mean granted last season could have been an outlying season for him in terms of a point per game player he is coming back from a surgery in a long longer or I guess I should say shorter offseason but at the same time you would think that Nazem Kadri is like the guy for Daryl Sutter we were all so excited and just throughout the entire offseason how many times did we say Nazem Kadri would fit perfectly in Daryl Sutter's system but I I don't know if a Daryl Sutter system is going to work for this lineup anymore. You know, you, you don't, not everyone fits into this cookie cutter Daryl Sutter vision. And I don't think that it's fair to be like, well, the players aren't doing enough when number one, you're not starting, you're starting Milan Lucic, Brett Ritchie and um, Trevor Lewis over Matthew Phillips and some of your, stronger AHL players and I understand that Matthew Phillips is not like a fourth line player but what but what you do is you you switch the lineups a little bit more because there's clearly no issue with him he has no issue doing that so why not do it again you know what I mean I don't think that you need to bury someone like a Dylan Dubé in the lineup but he could be the next player to slot down I, I am just throwing out ideas. I don't think that Daryl Sutter is going to change his ways. I think he's beyond set in his ways. And that's just the way it is, unfortunately. That's just the way it is. And Mike hits the nail on the head. If this was any other coach, like, you know, we saw literally, this is quite literally a repeat of the 2020 21 season and I remember just sitting there night after night being like when are they going to fire this guy and I haven't really done that for Sutter because I'm like well it's Daryl Sutter he has a very close connection to the organization and they just gave him an extension they're not gonna do that like but I have just kind of sat there and been like where like when do we draw the line and say this is on someone other than the players. Players can't go out there and make line changes. They don't go out there and set the lineup. They don't go out there and decide who's on what special teams 
if this player's on special teams. I think that seeing Tyler Toffoli elevated to that top line has done great things for him. But again, the, these players have no confidence. And Daryl Sutter is living in this false reality that he's created of this team being in a true playoff spot by Christmas. And that is six days away. Their break starts on the 23rd, which is two games away. So four points. I don't know. We'll have to see what happens here. Do I have faith in this team for turning it around? Yes, absolutely. If they have to play a wild card spot, they play a wild card spot. It's fine. But I don't think this team right now is built to succeed the way that last year's team was. Was last year's team more talented? Potentially. I mean, you had 240 goal scorers. Elias Lindholm had almost 100 points. I think he had 40 goals. And then you have, you know, like you didn't make all the right corrections or all the needed makeups for your team to succeed offensively. And again, that is just me talking. That That is just someone who has watched this team night in, night out for the last four seasons. And some of it is just brutal to watch. And I hope, <laughs> I hope that things start to turn around very soon. And I think that the the break will be be very nice for this team. And coming up next, we are going to talk more about the December, the rest of the December schedule and how all of the games are only Pacific Division rivals and why these 12 points matter the most. And we will be right back with that. Thank you, everyone, so much for hanging out with me today on Locked on Flames. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at Jess Belmosto. So there are six remaining games in 2022 for the Calgary Flames and good riddance. Good riddance to 2022 for this hockey team. While it was exciting, while there were changes, it is time to turn over a new leaf. And I think now is a perfect time to get those New Year's resolutions in start something fun, and please just win a few more games. But you are finishing the year by playing all Pacific Division teams. What does this mean? Most of these teams are in a playoff picture. Those points, you're trying to steal from them. You don't even want it to go to extra hockey Because that one point can be a differential when it does come down to a wild card in standings towards the end of the year. And the Flames need to figure out how to capitalize against these teams. And he said he wants to be, you know, the goal was to be in a playoff spot before Christmas or by Christmas. And that's still the goal. I don't know how realistic that is. I think the Flames really need to, like, truly prove that they can win a few more games a few games in a row before we can even start talking playoffs, but let me not ramble there. (laughs) They have three games in the next five days before the Christmas break, and then they go ahead and play the Ducks and Kings. The Kings are five points ahead of the Flames, and the biggest thing that this team took away or that I took away from when they played the from when they played the Kings earlier this season 
was how easy it was to capitalize on the mistakes that the Kings made. They are a young team. They are a team that is not um, as seasoned and matured as the Flames or some of their other opponents. And I think that it is very easy for the Flames to capitalize on those turnovers in the neutral zone, capitalize on the penalty kill or the the power play rather, and just keep it going. And, you know, it was a very, very close game last time. It nearly, nearly went to overtime into the final seconds, but Jacob Markstrom had a phenomenal save that just thankfully stopped that from happening. But again, you need these two points. Just, just take them, take them. It is simple. I don't want to say it's simple to do, but the flames have the, the capability to do it. And then after Christmas, they they do play the Oilers and then Seattle. But one thing I do want to remind everyone is that they can't go into this, especially the game against the Ducks, with underestimating their opponent. I think we saw that with Vancouver, with Columbus, mainly those two teams, really. And we saw them just kind of fall apart. So after Christmas, they do have... They play the Oilers and then Seattle on a back-to-back. And then they play Vancouver on New Year's Eve. The expectations you have to have are reasonable. You know, you don't... I'm not going to go out here and say they need to win all six of these games. I mean, technically, yes, they do. But if you drop two points to the, the Oilers... I shouldn't even say the Oilers because I feel like that's the team you need to beat... Um, but you know, if you drop two points to the Kings, yeah, it stinks, but it's also not the end of the world if you're snagging the other four. So they, they need to realistically walk away with, you know, four, four, four or five wins out of these next six games. Can they do it? Maybe. I don't know. I think that they... That that lose, snapping that losing streak last night could have been a true confidence builder for this team. I think that they needed it. They needed something to just kind of snap them back to reality. And if it was a win against a, a offensively dominant win, mind you, against the Ducks that or, or the Sharks, then that's exactly what it was. That is what they needed. And this this could be the turning point. And I literally feel like I'm recording an episode from the 2021 season where they couldn't turn the page but fingers crossed because they don't have to be clean wins you just have to grab a point and hopefully you grab two and thank you everyone so much for tuning into today's episode of Locked on Flames I greatly appreciate it Nick will be back on Wednesday and we are going to talk more about the Flames the Sharks These games, uh, tomorrow's episode is a crossover with J.D. Young from Locked On Sharks, who is an absolute pleasure to chat with and just, I I love talking with him. He's a brilliant mind and very lucky to have him here at the Locked On Podcast Network. So I definitely look forward to chatting with him and sharing his insight with all of you. And until then, you can find the show on Apple, Audible, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever, and uh, don't forget to subscribe on YouTube as well. Bye-bye.